This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the MarTech Podcast, hosted by Benjamin Shapiro, and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Ben's episodes are so awesome. They're under 30 minutes. They share stories with world-class marketers who use technology to generate growth and achieve business and career success. Ben is a great host. I've been on his show. He's been on my show. He always really digs down and gives you actionable stuff that you can take away and do. And he's always bringing up new stuff the science of advertising, how to figure out what to automate, just things that, that marketers are wrestling with today. Check it out. It's the MarTech Podcast. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Barry C. McCarthy. He's the president and CEO of Deluxe Corporation, the uh, payment solution and biz technology company and is a member of its board of directors. He's also the author of Small Business Revolution, How Owners and Entrepreneurs Can Succeed. Barry, welcome to the show. John, great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. You bet. So I have to ask first, right off the bat, why revolution? It seems a bit dramatic. What are you trying to to convey there with the use of that word? I think one of the biggest things that we all learned through COVID and the COVID crisis was the absolute essential nature of small business to the U.S. economy. Yeah. Something north of 90% of, small, of businesses are small businesses. They're the primary driver for employment in the country. And they're the leading indicator of over econ overall economic health. And so I think that maybe as a country and as a nation, we haven't paid enough attention to small business. And small business really is revolutionary for communities that they serve. And at our core, as a company, Deluxe fundamentally believes it's our mission statement, yeah. that we're champions for business so communities thrive. Because if business, particularly small business, does not succeed, communities can't succeed because a small business hires people. Those people have needs for other services, whether it's a pizza on Friday night, a dry cleaner, car service that create other jobs that create even more jobs that create resources for communities to be invested in schools and parks and roads. So it really does come down to helping small businesses succeed so communities in turn can thrive. Yeah, it seems like, unfortunately, it did take a pandemic maybe to shine a light on that. It seems like, unfortunately, about every four years in the fall, <laughs> a lot of presidential candidates seem to talk about small business being the backbone, but then we get away from it, don't we? We do, John. And, you know, we, I, we wrote this book. I wrote this book because I, I'm a small business guy myself. I started two small businesses myself, and I know the the excitement, but also the challenges of, of doing that. And there's there really aren't very many how-to practical guides written in the voice that someone can read. And in my book, Small Business Revolution, you can read a chapter, put those lessons to work, and come back and read the next chapter. It's not a textbook where you have to read every chapter to know the punchline. Every <laughs> chapter has conclusions of things that you can go work on today to make your business successful or more successful. And it's intended to be a user guide. Uh, and for people to use it, um, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down in the normal operation of their business. Because as a small business person myself, at different points in my life, the one thing you never have enough is time. You never have enough time. So you've got to be ultra efficient and it's got to be ultra convenient and easy. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to use the book. 
So, so I'm curious how you define small business. I get to ask this question all the time. I've worked with small businesses for 30 years. I've written seven books on the topic. And I'm curious, you look at the SBA's definition, doesn't really apply in my view. I'm curious how you view, is it size or is it a point of view even? I think that's such a great question. And I, I don't think there's any magic on when you go from being a small business to a medium-sized business. Yeah. The, the most important thing to remember, though, that every business started as a small business. And so every business has to deal, and even large businesses have to deal with some of the same challenges as a small business. Finding the next customer, uh, managing efficiently, accepting payments in, a, in, easy, in an easy way. And so I don't have a, a, a you know specific snap the line and this is what a small business is i think about thinking about them as neighborhood businesses yeah. or maybe multi-location businesses short of multi-state and dozens of locations and those are the businesses that the that the book is written about it i john one of the things i'm guessing what your listeners would be interested to know is why the heck would deluxe and the ceo of deluxe it's a big company why would deluxe write a book about this and the simple answer is that our company supports more than 4 million small businesses. And we've been helping small businesses for over 100 years. So we have really unique insight and understanding about what it takes to be a successful small business owner. And we thought it was important to share that insight, especially in the face of COVID. And as we, as obviously, hopefully here, we're exiting COVID, but all the more reason to help businesses understand some fundamentals and, and some tactics that can help them succeed. The, the, this book was very much informed by a series you called the SBER series. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that entire project. Sure. Our company, Deluxe, supports, as I said a minute ago, 4 million small businesses. And for the company's 100th anniversary, it created a program called the Small Business Revolution. That was simply a how-to or fix-it show, just like you would see in real estate makeovers. These are business makeovers. And go to small towns and help six or eight businesses in those towns understand how to make their business better and turn it into a TV show. And along the way, we turn it into the number one lifestyle program on Hulu, on Prime Video, and we've even gotten an Emmy nomination for it because it tells the story of small businesses and the common issues that every business faces. We, we showcase and we bring deluxe experts to the show to talk about it. And the book goes far more than we can do in a TV show. It's meant for people to use as a guide um, and a tool and a template for their business where the Small Business Revolution television program is enormously entertaining and it gives you quick sound bites about the biggest issues. The book goes many steps farther than that to help with a real nuts and bolts of, of the how-to. And for Deluxe, we thought that was important because this these are... This is the market we serve, the products we offer are all designed to help small businesses succeed. So, so let's just think back maybe the last decade or so. What in your view has gotten harder? For in so many ways. In yeah. so many ways, small businesses have had to face additional struggles. So forget COVID for a minute. Right. Even before COVID, the advent of large scale commercial enterprises that can increasingly compete with small businesses for that market share. Yeah. And it's not just the big boxes. It can even be boutiques that are creating multi-franchise locations or multi-store locations, a huge issue. And of course, everything e-commerce has put a extra challenge, an exclamation point, after the challenge for small businesses. 
And of course, a number of small businesses have found brilliant ways to differentiate against these big competitors and also to harness the internet. And in our book, The Small Business Revolution, there's there is a whole ton of information, several chapters in the book about how to position your in e-commerce or even just in the web in general, if that's not going to even be your primary storefront, how to leverage that, how to use social media channels to drive foot traffic to a physical store. These are common challenges every small business owner faces. I think I became a deluxe customer at least 30 years ago. So many people, I bought checks. I bought a stamp to endorse those checks. I'm curious, obviously, deluxe does so much more now than it did 30 years ago. I'm, I'm curious about if you were part of the, what I'm guessing was internal struggle to say, hey, we have to be doing so much more. We have to be getting into stuff we never even thought about was our space. How, how hard was that internally for an organization like Deluxe? Sure. It was a, a major pivot point for the yeah. company. But just remember, this is a 106-year-old company, and its founder, W.R. Hotchkiss, got a $300 loan because he was a small business person. Mm-hmm. And he created the checkbook and the modern payments ecosystem. And I've had the great fortune of I'm only the ninth CEO in the company's 106 year history. And so the predecessors did a great job of starting the diversification. But in the three years since I've been here, uh, almost three years, we've really tried to focus on things that would really make a difference for business owners. So we're very focused now on payments and we help businesses, especially small businesses, accept credit cards, debit cards, manage their payroll effectively to do electronic payments for their disbursements or their payables. And we even have great tools for accounts receivable management. And then we also help businesses managers manage their website and their web presence. And we help businesses use data to find their next customers. And we have promotional products where you've got a great logo. We can put the logo on merchandise which is a very cost-effective way to promote your brand and to have customers engage and use a product with your name on it. And of course, our legacy business checks, but checks are less than a third of our business today. Still, about our business is so much more than that, really around payments, data and cloud services, promotional products as well. I, for one, can thankfully say I write very few checks anymore. <laughs> I know you don't want to hear that, but that has a bit, that's a big yeah. part of what's changed uh, in the world. I mean, that, and obviously, I think that clearly that drove the desire at Deluxe to make changes because. Absolutely. John, one of the things I think that is, I think most listeners would be surprised to understand is that personal check usage has declined significantly over time. Debit cards, et cetera, sure. have had a, a material impact on that. But business checks, are still we still we still ship 150,000 packages a day of checkbooks and that is the biggest customers there of course are small businesses because there is no viable substitute if you're a restaurant and you've got a truck delivering provisions at your back door you got to write a check they don't take a debit card so you got to write a check and those checks are going to be around for a very long time and so that's a great product in our portfolio of services we can offer small businesses And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. I talk a lot about tools and strategies to track customer loyalty and satisfaction. Whether it's predicting consumer behavior or diagnosing the many what's, how's, and why's of marketing, the HubSpot CRM platform has customizable solutions to help your business go from why not to what's next. I love all things duct tape, as you know, except for when it comes to a CRM platform. Many CRM platforms are either over-engineered or clunky and unreliable, costing you more time and money than they're worth. 
A HubSpot CRM platform means that you have purpose-built solution that's tailored to your business and your business alone. So whether you're just getting started or looking for a robust system, HubSpot is flexible and customizable, meaning it scales and grows as you do. With new features like business units, association labels, permission sets, and more, HubSpot admins can tailor their accounts like never before. And now with sandboxes, admins have access to a production-like account, allowing them to test, iterate, and experiment without risk. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform with HubSpot at HubSpot.com. So you cover clearly some of the main areas, HR, marketing, finance in some areas. I'm wondering if we could just bounce across a couple of those. What are, what's the, what, are, what am I going to learn? What's the key lesson in marketing that I'm going to learn from a small business? The, probably the most important thing is that you need to deliver what the customer wants to buy, not what you want to sell. Seems obvious, but it's a it, challenge, isn't it? So <laughs> many small business owners, they start with a dream. Yeah. They like baking cookies or making hats. And the example is maybe you started and you've got a really great pink cookie. That's terrific. But if the market really wants green cookies, make green cookies. <laughs> Don't try to sell them pink cookies. If they want to buy green cookies, sell them green cookies. And you'll be a whole lot more successful. And I think a lot of small business owners sometimes get lost in, and get so in love with a particular product or a flavor of a product or a design that they lose the fact that they're there. Their business can only exist if it satisfies a customer need. And at some level, they have to give up on their own sense of what do they want and get really focused on what the customer wants. Because I work primarily in marketing, I see a lot of the struggles that people have uh, around marketing, especially with all the digital things changing so rapidly. But I will tell you that I think the one area that actually causes more stress and strain, whether they admit it or not, is the whole hiring and managing of people. Most entrepreneurs are really not born leaders. They're visionaries. They figure out how to do stuff. And then when it comes to being a leader and hiring and managing, that's really probably the biggest area where they struggle. What's your advice really as a, a way to move forward? Because obviously, if you're going to grow a business, that's going to be a key area. Absolutely. So in the book, in two different places in the book, I go and discuss this at some length. Small business owners start businesses because they have grit and they're can do, they're doers, they're doers. But at some point, you've got to go from being the doer to being the leader and you need to find people that can, can do for you so that you can do more and expand your business. And in the book, Small Business Revolution, I talk, I talk at some length about characteristics that make great employees. And part of it is about passion and person yeah. and personability and a previous experience that can be applied. And use the cookie shop analogy. Maybe you're not going to find somebody that's worked in a cookie shop before, but you can find somebody that loves cookies. You can find somebody that enjoys being with people someone that has worked in a retail environment before, and you can get many of the attributes. But I think small business owners don't always think about it that way. They think about what is the first available body that will come and work for me, rather than being a bit more strategic in what are the characteristics that I'm looking for, not just to do the job, but that I want on my team, and that yeah. I want to spend my time with eight or 10 or 12 or 20 hours a day as small business yeah. owners can work crazy hours. What are the characteristics of those people that I want on my team beyond being able to do the job? A lot of people could serve a cookie out of a counter and take money, but is 
that maybe not be the only, that shouldn't be the only requirement. You should be looking for somebody that has passion for the product that people would like, that's reliable and wants to be part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah, because those things are hard to teach. You can teach somebody how to read a recipe, can't you? Absolutely. Exactly <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can teach somebody yeah. how to make change, but they have to want to be there. They've yeah. got to have passion for it. They got to be excited. They got to like what you're doing. And that makes the hiring process more complicated, but worth waiting to get the right people than simply staffing your business with people that don't care. So uh, an, another area that I find a chunk of business owners out there that are not as comfortable, they're creative as maybe, and the whole numbers part isn't really their thing. What, what are the most important numbers that, particularly early on in a business, that, that you need to really get your arms around? Do you know what? I'm going to come back to that really quickly, but I think that there is there are three things that I think can determine a small business's ability to succeed or fail. Now, it doesn't mean this is a guarantee, but first, you've got to have the right mission, purpose, values. You need to be clear on why you're in business. And part of that has to be, it must be that you can earn money from using your talents and labor to, to do this. If you're not doing that, then you've got a hobby. So mission, purpose, values, what you're trying to do has to be clear. Second, um, the business has to make money. If it doesn't make money, it's not a business, it's a hobby. And the third is you have to make sure you've got the right product for the customer that you want to serve. And so where we started on this was the financials. Right. And the financials, using the cookie example again, a lot of people think that if I'm just going to cover the cost of the flour and sugar to make a cookie, I've covered my expenses. And if I can make a little bit on top of what the flour and sugar cost, I'm making money. But no, you've got to be able to cover the rent and you've got to be able to cover the power bill and you have to be able to pay your people and you have to pay your taxes and you have to pay yourself. And all of that has to go into the, the economics of a business. And if you can't pay yourself again, you don't have a business. Now, the things that are most important to understand, I think, from a financial perspective is what are all the costs of running the business first? Second, what can you charge so that you can afford to make a profit? And most small business owners, especially those that are very community focused, they don't want to charge fully for their product because they feel like they're part of the community and they can't charge Charlie, Susie, Betty, Bob, Mike a full price because they're their neighbors or their friends or they, they te their kids are on the same soccer team or they go to church together on Sunday or they see each other kids in the school play. But a business owner has to be steely-eyed about the value the product is to the customer and charge appropriately. And uh, I think small business owners often get confused thinking that Gosh, I want to sell it for the lowest possible price. And no, they need to think about what is the value they can, what value they create for the customer and charge appropriately. Because I promise you the neighborhood would rather have a cookie shop than no cookie shop. So charge the right price for cookies. Because if you're not charging the right price, you're not going to be in business. You'll be back home baking cookies in your kitchen and you don't have a business and the community can't thrive if that's what happens. All right, let's uh, wrap this up on a down note, shall we? The epilogue of the book is when to abandon the dream. So what advice do you have to somebody that maybe is facing that? You know what? This is a really hard thing for people to get their head around, right? Because no one starts a business thinking about it not working out. They only start a business about how to make it great. But some businesses can succeed, Some, but many businesses have to go back to being hobbies. And the, the, that's hard. To, it's hard. That is very hard. But first, people, I think, need to celebrate the fact that they started it at all. 
because so few people as a percentage of the population have the courage, the grit, the gravitas, the drive to actually do it. And we need to celebrate that whether or not the business succeeds. The second, though, is you need to be absolutely honest with yourself about the economics of your business. And I think you need to look at the next 30, 60, 90, 180 days. Can this business actually deliver the profit that I need to continue investing my time, my talent, my resource? Because if it can't, that's okay. But you need to stop. You need to stop that before you pour your entire life savings into something where you can't get out. And in the book, I outlined things. Can you pay your taxes? Can you pay your people? Can you make your rent payment? You need to stop before you're out of money and not able to meet the commitments that you've made. And you got to have a real grown-up, tough spine to, to get yourself to the place where you're paying attention to that and not fall victim to wishful thinking bias where you think tomorrow will just be better and it'll be better and it'll be better. And it may not be. And yeah. you just need to put real milestones in place so that you don't drive yourself and your personal life and your family's life off a cliff pursuing something that may not work. So Barry, tell people where they can find out more about the small business revolution and even check out some of the, the series that you did along with the book. Absolutely. The best place for people to go is our website, deluxe.com. And there is, of course, deluxe products there, but there are also many case studies and tools for small business success that are available for free on the website. Additionally, you can buy the book, Small Business Revolution, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and of course, neighborhood booksellers as well, small businesses themselves. And of course, the TV program, Small Business Revolution, can be viewed at smallbusinessrevolution.org, at Hulu or Prime Video. And of course, it's also available at deluxe.com. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And hopefully we'll run into you one of these days out there on the road. Look forward to it. Thanks, John. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training marketing training for your team. If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.